0: I wanna learn together the Torah's first impression of Maisha, Maisha. Rabbeinu, the Rebbe <laughs> of Klal Yisrael. And Maisha has a very, very unique custom. Ba'i <laughs> Maisha. Rabbeinu is growing. by <laughs> al And he goes out to his brothers. <laughs> Klal is being tortured in Mitzrayim. They're, they're under tr- tremendous, tremendous heavy labor. And the children are being killed, a tremendous Xerus against Klai forced labor, children being killed, literal torture. And Maishas Vayetzeh Al he goes out to his brothers, Vayar B'Sevlaisam. And he sees their pain, he sees what they're putting up with, Sivlaisam. That word Sivlaisam, he sees what they're putting up with. What they're being seivil, and the, the Lashon Kayesh word is seivil, what they are bearing, by Yarbis of Lysam. And this we're taught was the custom of Myshe Rabbeinu. He would go out, it's almost awkward you would, if you would visualize a site, a work site of Yiddin being tortured, and then picture one person watching. He's like staring and observing. And Mishu Rabbeinu was watching. Now, of what purpose is he watching? What does it help? If you have if you picture the work site, there's a guy like hiding. He's remember he's in the palace of Parai. He's this he's in the palace of Parai, Palace of Parai. He's being raised as part of Parai's family. And from that place in Paris' house, He's watching and seeing the pain of Kalal Yisrael. Says Rashi, very, very famous Rashi. This Rashi, if you ever choose to go to Mashkiach school, you guys go to different colleges, if anybody ever goes to Mashkiach college, this will be one of the first Rashis they'll learn with you. This is Rashi. This Rashi. He put his eyes and his heart to feel their pain. That was what Maishu Rabbeinu, that's what Maishu Rabbeinu's custom was. He would watch and observe. He would make, fr- coming out of Paray's palace, he would go out to his brothers and he would watch them being tortured. And the, the, this custom of Misha is because Misha knew Metzeus that our lave are most impacted by the inayim. It's interesting. This is true with Haverus. If we see inappropriate f- things, the eye sees and that causes the heart to desire. The eyes are a window into the lave. By seeing it connects us to something. It causes emotion in a very deep way. A rois, and the leiv is chaymeid. And Moshe Rabbeinu would do that for the good. What you could done for Averis, if you see something bad, they yim rois, and the lave starts desiring it. Moshe Rabbeinu used that letoiv. Nasan veliboy He gave his eyes and his heart to be meitzra. Moshe sensed. He could be in the palace and he hears what's happening to the yidden. But e'na doim Seeing it is different. Experiencing it is different. And Meshur Rabbeinu would experience what the Yidden are experiencing. He would see it. He'd give his heart and as he'd give his eyes, he'd watch. He'd watch the Yidden being tortured at such, It would elicit tremendous feelings in his heart. Somebody told me one of our guys in Eretz Yisrael was shtagging tremendously and somebody even described it in detail. And I was happy, but it was much, much different seeing it. Seeing it's different. The enayim, when we witness and experience something, it leaves a much deeper impression on our heart. I've told this many, many times to the guys, but it's so important, there are many areas this effect. I told the guys that one of our guys once told me he's a chasson, and I wasn't excited. And I was a little like surprised at myself for not being excited. Like it was upsetting, I liked the guy, I think I liked the guy. Then you hear, he's a chassin mazel tov, and you don't feel it, that's rather concerning. You hear a guy's a chassin and you question yourself, do I really, I think I like the guy, I'm very into the guy. And I chapped that I didn't believe it, even though I heard it, it's rather amazing. I heard it from honest people, from the guy himself said, Rabbi, I'm a chassin. But somehow, the way we're wired is when we see something, it affects our heart more. When I saw him with his kala, I got excited. He's a chasin taka, he's a chasin. It's interesting. The whole premise, the vert, is a very, very awkward type of simcha, the vert. Vert, I like as many parties as possible. A is very, very tricky. A lechayim is easy. A is the moment they're engaged. So there's a natural energy to a lechayim. A is a very tricky simcha. Especially if you've seen the guy already. You ask him simcha vard to my tricky. Great to see you, Sim. a simcha. A is very. I've told him simcha and simcha walked in. Excellent. Perfect. Wow. A vard simcha. <laughs> <laughs> simcha, Vard is a tricky simcha. simcha Especially if you've seen the chaser You don't even know what to do It doesn't have such a format So you stand at the vard eating And every once in a while You mosey on to the chaser And say Mazel Tov <laughs> but You said four times before It doesn't have that much of a form of word L'chayra, the point of a vard Is people who didn't see you yet Should see you as a chaser They heard He's a is he's a chaser even if they saw you, they didn't see you and together with your cattle. Stand with your cattle people say, it's Chasm. Look, that's the point. Kivali was, your vart was yet? Vart was, in? is here and you say Mazeltub, even the guys see you, but they don't see the in you. All of a sudden, you go to the vart and you see the Chayra, that's the point of the, of the vart is that people see the chassin's the a He's with his kala. So I say, stand next to the kala and tell people, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, mazal Tov. Greet everybody. They know you're a chastin. But it's different when you see. When you see something, it leaves a much, it, it, it leaves a resham on the heart and it makes us connected to it. As such, Maishu Rabbeinu had a custom. He wanted, he cared for Klal Yisrael. But to hear about the suffering of Klal Yisrael is one thing. You hear it's, 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 he wanted to feel it and experience it and as such Myshur Rabbeinu would travel around Klal Yisrael and he would observe and see the difficulties Klal Yisrael was going through by seeing it, it aroused his heart, it caused his heart to feel it and experience it So he put his eyes and his heart in order to feel it and Myshur Rabbeinu felt the pain of Klal Yisrael this was a midah of Myshra It's the first, really, our ar- ar- Shalom Aleichem to Myshra There's a midah called Nisei B'Oilim and Chaverei. To feel somebody's pain, to experience it is a midah Nisei B'Oilim and Chaverei. To carry the yoke together with your friend. This clearly is the midah the Torah wants us to introduce to Myshra Benu That's the midah of Myshra really, our ar- Shalom Aleichem to my Shrabeinu is this mida of caring of nasan Eina vili by he feels the pain of cliso now i want to share a vert with you that i that i that i've heard only in the last couple of years i've told Arya this vert but but this vert it's it's much it's not a, it's not a cute vert it's a life changing concept that i want to share with the guys there are three parashas in Parsha Shemais. There are three parashas. When we say a parsha, it's an, a new paragraph, so to speak, in the Torah. And every time we see a parsha here, whether well, there's a pay or a samach, there's a break in the Torah. And there are three parashas that are back to back to back that I want to explain the connection between these three parashas. The first one speaks about this midah of myshir that Mesh Rabbeinu is a tremendous Nisei B'O'Lim and He feels the pain of Klai Yisrael, tremendous sense of achrayas. And he's going around by Yarabas of some feeling and experiencing the pain of Klai Yisrael. That Meimei is Parsha number one in, in Parsha Shemais. After describing, it goes through a few stories of Meishu Rabbeinu's life like this. His practice of of His defending Vayarish Mitzri makish Ivri He saw a Mitzri hitting a Yid and he kills the Mitzri. Vayaches Rabbeinu kills the Mitzri, defends a Yid. A third story, he sees two people fighting and he says to the Russia, Why are you hitting your friend? He defends a Yid who's being clapped, and he says to the Russia, Why are you hitting your friend? The Russia says back, Who made you in charge? So interesting. Anytime you. You care about another person and you show Ahrayas. The question is, who makes you in charge? That's always the response to Ahrayas. And this person says back to Mysha, some Who made you the man? Sarvis Shayf and showed Ahrayas he cared, and the other person said, like none of your mind your own business while well, you're in charge over here. And and My then his secret that he killed the mystery, the Mitzri, is, is, is let out of the bag. He runs away to Yisra, he runs away to Midian. Famously, we'll study the story, yet, he meets his wife. We're not going to do it today, but famously, he meets his wife. We're, <laughs> we're you didn't do anything wrong. So, no, 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 we just want <laughs> So, parasha number one. Parisha number one really is getting introduced to Maishu Rabbeinu and his incredible madregas of Ahrayas, the oh, well. <laughs> responsibility of caring for the Zulas. By Yarbus of Laysam feeling the pain of Klayasro, defending a yid from an attack of a mitzri, defending a yid from an attack of another yid, ultimately having to run away from Egypt because Paray wants to kill him. Because Paray wants to kill him, he killed a Mitzri, Parai wants to kill him. We then have a pay. He marries Yisrael's daughter. We then have a new parsha. In the new parsha, it says, In those days, The king of Egypt dies. The Jewish people groan from the work. And they cry out, and their prayers go to Hashem. Now, what connection to the king of Egypt dying... Says the king of Egypt died, and Klal Yisrael groans from the work. What does it have to do sure. with the king of Egypt dying? Why is that connected? They're working, they're being tortured. Eli, what's pashupshat? The, the king of Egypt dies, Klal Yisrael groans from the work. Was like it God through Haye? the king of Egypt dying? They groaned from the work. It's difficult work. They've been working for decades. Literally decades. They're being tortured and working. Why does the king of Egypt dying, Aryeh, bring out the groaning? I know. Says Aryeh, the hope always, there's a shtickle hope. While the king was alive, they were always had a degree of hope, a modicum of hope, that when he dies, a new king will come and it will end. And the king dies and everything stays. That's oh, that's dreadful. Nothing's going to ever change. That's the tremendous pain of the Jewish nation. So he dies and nothing changes. Now they groan. This tremendous, tremendous sar, The sar of it doesn't feel like it's going to ever change. There was always a glimmer. Really, there was always a glimmer of hope. We're being tortured. When Melech Mitzrayim dies, this all this devastation, all this torture will end. The king dies, and nothing stops. That's one beautiful pshat, are you? So Klal Yisrael groans from all the work. Hashem hears their cry. Hashem remembers the bris he made Avraham Avram and Yaakov, and Hashem by by Yaralikim is Yisrael by Yedaleikim. That's the next parsha. The third parsha is that Ash- Malach comes to Mysh Rabbeinu and Hashem speaks to Mysh Rabbeinu. Mayshu Rabbeinu's first prophecy of his life, and Hashem tells him, Hashem tells Mysh Rabbeinu that. I see the affliction of my nation that Mitzrayim is doomed to them As shamati, I hear their cries I understand their pain and I want to go now let's save them from Mitzrayim and Maishu Rabbeinu is, is told by Hashem to go down to Mitzrayim so three parashas Maishu Rabbeinu feels their pain parasha number one Parsha number two, Klai Yisrael cries to Hashem in tremendous anguish. Parsha number three, Maisha from Midian is summoned to go down to Klai Yisrael and release them. Three independent stories. Comes the Zayar and the Zayar makes a very cryptic comment. The Zayar is not in Parsha Shemais, it's actually Parsha's Veira. And the Zayar says as follows, Ellie, this rule is something. Shalom, I want you to hear this rule. It's worth it to come to Yeshiva to hear this, I believe. I want you to hear the Zayar. Says the Zayar, Ki Asa Maishe Asa Koel. Rabbeinu created the coil, which the Chayir the Zayar saying, is Maisha created the cry. Now what does that mean? Klai Yisrael cried because they were in pain, what do you this mean, Mesha Rabbeinu created the cry? The Zayar, cryptic Zayar, Kiasa <laughs> When Mysha came, came, when came, came, <laughs> when came the cry. When Mesha came, the cry. When came, the coil that we speak about and they cry. Pashab Shah in these three parshas is Mesha's born, the hero the Savior, Meshach, the, the one who comes and saves Klai Yisrael, he cares. A separate thing, Klai Yisrael is oh, yeah. moaning and groaning and yeah. crying. And the third thing, Hashem summons Meshach to save Klai Yisrael. Comes the Zaire, Ari, and the Zaire says that Maisha Rabbanu created the coil. What do you mean, Meshach created the cry? Why were we crying, Ari? Because we, mm. we were in terrible pain. Because the Mitzvahim were killing us and torturing us. So, what does chef have to do with creating the cry? What do you say to that, Ari? What? Mm. what? Many years ago, many years ago, what you just said, what, what Marthe brilliantly just said, I want to explain what Marthe said. And no one heard. I'm going to explain it. (laughs) Many years ago, I went to Eretz Yisroel, and during laning Akiva, I have seen tremendous, there's Ashkacha everywhere. In Eretz Yisroel, you see Noyudik Ashkacha. It's the land. Asher Enei Hashem Lekecha Tamidba. Hashem's eyes are always on the land. I see Ashkacha there. I'll tell you something that happened this year. We'll do it in a pause, and I'll probably forget what I was saying, but it's worth it. So we're gonna do this pause maybe, or as you remember, maybe it won't. We're gonna do this pause. It's worth it, are you? <laughs> this year, Friday night, Friday night, I I I spoke to the guys and I tried I prepared every speech till Shabbos except Chaim in the morning. So I prepared there were five times I dashed into the guys on the plane. Ezra Ezra Shulman was mad at me. I had a paper. He said he's very disturbed. Don't get old on us. He didn't like that I had notes. But always on the plane, Teretz Yisro, I write notes. That's what I do on the plane. I like studying. So I write notes. But I try not to prepare for Shabbos. Because Shabbos, I just want to feel what I'm experiencing. So I don't want to prepare. I don't want to be scripted. I don't want to be scripted ever. But before Shabbos, it's a We're speaking. We're getting together in yeshivas. I try to prepare. On Shabbos, just be present. So came Sh- Friday night. I wanted. I t- there was something I was talking about here, the anhaga that we've seen in Yeshiva, that Hashem has dealt with the Yeshiva in a way of supernatural, and being with the Hevra, and seeing it, I was talking about the supernatural, Ben in Yeshiva, and I said to the guys, I spoke about Kedusha, that Malbim, and I spoke about people going above their nature, not mailing it in. And trying to overcome and fight for something gives us miracles, Ellie. If we, I said, A Malbin, that's what I said. Friday night, you can't make this up. I spoke Friday night in of center's yeshiva to the chevra about this topic that I've seen miracles in yeshiva. I've seen Hashem behave with us more openly. And I attribute it because guys don't just fight above their natures. Try to be supernatural. So I told the guys this Ariel Friday night. Two hours later, in one of the most touching things that happened to me in Eretz Yisrael, there's a Talmud Chacham that I was Zaychatir Shir from for five years. Gershin, he's a Talmud of Reb And somebody had contacted me Erev Shabbos that he'd like to be in touch. And he said, he apologized that he can't come to the gathering Friday night. He really would walk into the gathering we have on Shabbos Kodesh. He's not young, he's an older Yid. He's physically very not well, and he apologizes that he won't be able to come, but he'd like to be in touch, okay? Okay, this old mentor of mine, somebody I went to Vadim for five years, Talmud Rev Chatzkel, a very holy Yid, and he said he'd like to be there Friday night, He'd like to be back in touch, somebody had called me, he'd really want to be there Friday night, but it's way too far, he's not well, his age he can't walk, but he wants me to know he really wants to be there. So thank you so much. Friday night after the Suda, in walks this Talmud Chacham, he shuffles in and he walks to the seat, he's weak, very weak. He shuffles in after the apology call Friday from his son that he wants to be there but it's impossible to walk in. He then walks in, maybe. I don't know why, he's there. I would like a certain aim, he's a big tzaddik. So we sing, he says no one should sing. We sang beautiful songs. Then I asked if he would speak and he spoke very briefly. Spoke very, he's not, he's weak. Wasn't able to be heard by tons of guys. He briefly spoke. And then, after he speaks, before he leaves, he leans in, he wants to tell me something. In my ear, he wasn't loud, let alone when he spoke to the guys. But he leans in, he says, I have to tell you. He said, you're probably wondering, why am I here? You're probably wondering, what am I here? You're probably wondering, why am I here? You got a message, I can't come. He said, it was very hard for me to come. He's not a joking person or person given to hyperbole. He's a very to tell you what type of person he is, there's a story, he'll let me say, I think. He was very close to Rebhatskal. Just to describe how not an exaggerator he is, Rebhatskal once asked him, what time is it? Rebhatskal said his name is Chaim. Rebchayim, what time is it? So he said 907. And Rebhatskal undressed him, gave him musas. Reb Rebhatskal was very tough. Said, talk normal! He's the type. He said 907. So you don't talk to, you say 905, 90. You don't say, it's a certain guy. I don't want to point out here. Who's a 907 kind of, you don't, I never answered 907 in my life. Trust point me, out, you're cool out. guy. I promise. If you, Akiva, if you ask Akiva Sperm what time, he's I just pick the coolest guy. And you, you say 9:05, 9:10. 9, you don't say 9:08 in 32 seconds. It just, you, you're you're weird. <laughs> you answer 9:05 like 9:08. I don't know, it's weird. You say 908. Maybe today, I hear... I hear Rav Chaskol yelled at him. It could be, keep in mind, back then, they didn't have... Today you have the watches. The Taka says 908. So may, I don't want anybody to get self-conscious. It's right now, it's 352. Okay, don't get self-conscious. It's four. Maybe today is different. Maybe today is different. They used to just have the, the, the fingers, <laughs> so he, he said 350 or 352. Like... Rebchatskol gave it to him. Nice, not, nice. If Akiba, what, see, Akiva, whatever he does, is cool. This guy, Reb Chaim, is a very exact person. He's a, he's a guy who would say 352. He would say 352 and 43 seconds. That, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> he's a very exact person, almost stiff. Rebchatskol yelled at him. He told me Raphatskal gave it to him stark answer like a normal person. Raphatskal like berated him, don't answer so so strange. Say three fifteen, knock it off. <laughs> The guys are looking at me funny. Okay, I, the guys, you know, cool better than me. I'm sorry. Okay, now everybody's thinking what I would say. I just made so awkward now. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> There's no more. Nobody asks time anymore. We all have time anyway, so nobody asks anymore. You could say 3:53 today. That's what it says. Yeah, I think maybe with the fingers more Daniel. That nobody answered like that. You, the watches. The watch is didn't have exact. Lemaisa, Arya, listen to this. Sir yelled at him. The answering too exact. Now, so I'm just, I want you to know, I just, it's very important for this story that he's a very exact person, mm. Reb Chaim, this year, who came, and he's not given to hyperbole, to exaggeration. He hyperbole. has notebooks full of stories with tzaddikim. Avi, I'm telling you a story. I spoke in Rev Centers Friday night, okay, and I spoke that we have Hanhag Anisis in yeshiva, that I see Yad mm. Hashem, much more, and I attributed it since guys put in above nature, and and, and don't just shrug and say, I went through this, but guys fight. So we see, we act above our nature, Hashem acts with us back above our nature. So that's what I said. Comes this Yid Friday night, Reb Chaim, he walks in from far, he said he couldn't come, he was too sick to come, I get that message Friday, yet he comes, he speaks, then he whispers into me. He said, you're probably wondering why I'm here. And this yid has a notebook of stories of Gideon that everybody wants to degrees. see. He told me yeah. when, when I learned from Pesach Sachron, the great Magid, visited him at some point and asked him. He has stories of many tzaddikim that are exact, like too exact, annoyingly exact. Because that's what he's the type. Everything's like, Revezzi would love his stories. If you ever wanted stories of tzaddikim, no, 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 you're not weird. That wasn't saying. is cool because of the truth of his stories. Very accurate. Every story is precise. That's not weird. That's good. I'm describing. I'm describing the accuracy. Yeah. Now he says every de- even like a detail that you would say why well, you have to say that he says all sorts. His stories are with an exactness. in In the world of stories, he gets upset. You see a lot of exaggeration, and even yep. made up stuff. He doesn't go with that. He doesn't. By him, things as an accuracy to everything he says. He leads that akdama was necessary, even though it's going to send us into a tis. We're like, we're way off the main path. We're like on a stop, uh, at a rest stop of a rest stop. The kitzer is that he whispers to me. That's good. Yeah. The kitzer is that he whispers to me and he says, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? He says that I'm going through a lot of tzoros in my life. <laughs> And he starts telling me things that are going on in his life, things, serious things that are going on in his life. He's going through tzaras. He said in a very, very way, he was, he was feeling what he was saying. He said, I'm going through a lot of tzaras and he expressed what he's going through in his life. And he said, I walked this distance. It wasn't easy for me to come, but I felt I need to be in this room. He quoted the Gemara Bab A Gemara Bab which says that if somebody teaches Torah and learns Torah in ways that it's above their nature, it's a Marsha there, I always remembered it's Peihei and Bab Metziah, it says Kipatia, you become like the mouth of Hashem, you could be Mivatel Gzeris. It says if you learn Torah with somebody who by nature shouldn't be successful in learning Torah, and they overcome their nature, Kipatia, You become the mouth of Hashem, you could be mevatel gzairus. Which the Marashah says, if you go above your nature, so then Hashem will go above his nature. That might be gzairu means the teva this should be. And he said, since this is a place of people rising above their teva, he said, I came here. I, Pashat, came to this room because I, I want a prayer in this room. I want a prayer in this room. That's what he told me. And he walked this Talmud Chachim, a walked great distance to be in that room. So, the Ashkach and Eretz Yisrael I had just spoken about in Rev Center like minutes before, and he came and said he's in the room because on Haganesis, I thought that alone was a shtickle nase. That's what happened Friday night. So, all this was to set up a different year. A different year during the waning in Rev Center, we were in Parashashmais, and Avi, when I listen to laning, if something hits me, I stop. Laning like comes to a crashing halt. Still try to keep up with the parsha, but I try to let the parsha talk to me. If something talks to me, my laning's done. Now, you have to be careful. La lacha eli, I still try to listen, but bengavra, I try to ask myself, what in the parsha talks to me? What hits you? What? What does it mean? Again, many many weeks. I'm just in la la land. When I'm present, I try to like to have the parsha. What's what is it saying to you? And the year in Eretz Yisrael, one word in parsha Shmais kept sticking out to me, and it was the word Sivlois. Sivlois Mitzrayim Bayar b'Sivlaysam. It's called civilis. There are many Gzeiris of Mitzrayim that it calls it our Sivlois. Such an interesting word. Now, to be saivel Eli, something means to put up with something. A guy is saivel Yisurim. Saivel means to carry. So Simcha, if a guy puts up with difficulty, he is saivel Yisurim. He's carrying difficulties. But why does it call Sivlois Mitzrayim? The word, like, Hashem talks to us. It's like a weird word. Shebud Mitzrayim I get We were Meshubid We were like Om We were slaves Tsarais Mitzrayim Golos Mitzrayim All those words would be cool by me What was civilized Mitzrayim Such an interesting word Shlomo Civilized Mitzrayim I was very like What I do is when you have a word That like weird no, to you So there's a say for Shari Aaron On Chumash I'll always look up the Shariyana, look up Shatim, and I was trying to look around during laning. why it's called Sivlois Mitzrayim, comes Rebbe Kiva Reznik, Rebbe Reznik Shlita from Im Rabina from who has the Keulon Yerushalayim, come Rebbe Reznik Shlita, and he comes to speak, he comes to join the Matzev, as he joined this year, it's Talmud Chacham, It's a big Talmud Chachem. I asked him, would you share words to speak to the guys? And during laning, I had hacked around with anybody who was near me. We were hacking Sivleis Mitzrayim. He came literally minutes later. And I say, would you share it? I said, okay, I'll share. And he says, the redom asked the tverish Leiman, What's the word, Sivleis Mitzrayim? And he wanted to know, what's the word Sivleis? And he said as follows. He said, people can go through difficulties And they get so accustomed to their difficulty, they stop feeling. They stop feeling the difficulty. And we're all good at that. We are very, very good at that. We're all very good at not feeling. We're experts. Human beings are great. It's called disassociation. We unplug. We're great at not feeling. We are magnificent. And the Redamsk says that Sivlois Mitzrayim means we were in pain for so many years we stopped feeling. Sivlois means Savlonus, patience. And the, 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 there were so many decades in Galus. it's called Sivlois Mitzrayim. It means we were civil, we had patience for it, we just like shrug. Everybody's shrugging. It's Sivlois Mitzrayim. That's like a deep level of Yish. Yeah, I was called on the way to Yeshiva today, a young person called me, and was expressing tremendous ser, was expressing, wow, well, all these gifts, was, was, was expressing tremendous ser, tremendous pains, and they were asking about different questions about these pains, and I want to say that to myself, I was thinking that kol you're feeling that itself's an answer feeling our difficulties leads to prayer it is a form of prayer the fact that you're feeling and experiencing that itself is an answer one of the most dangerous things to going through difficulty is people stop feeling i was reading a book about people who go through tremendous trauma at home in youth an abusive home and the sort and i was reading descriptions how people disconnect from feeling things It's a tremendous gift of Hashem. At the ages they are, they can process what's going on and they learn not to feel. And that tool was necessary to save their life in the moment. But they have to relearn later on in life to yes feel. Because feeling's important, you experience. Feeling brings to all the solutions. Our emotions and our feelings are good. And Sivlois Mitzrayim says the redumsk is we went through so many decades of Yisurim we stopped feeling we would it we put up with it we were like accepting there was like a shrug I don't know it just is what it is says this pshat in the zayar Abaysei Klal Yisrael in Mitzrayim for decades and at a certain point nobody is crying because it just shrug. We're being tortured and pained and troubled and we did what human beings are excellent at, disassociating, stopping to feel. A sense of this is just shrug, well, this, is, this is just life. A very depressing, a very, very dangerous type of acceptance of difficulty. Comes the Zayar and he says, Myshera Bainu feels our pain. He's going around and he's feeling the pain of Yidin. And what he does is because he feels it, people learn through Myshra Bainu, they start seeing that there could be better. No sticking. People who had long ago just shrugged and just accepted nonsense start learning we're capable of more we're Shaykh to more we're wonderful we're a precious people that that shyach Yeshua says the zayar mayshar benus vayarvisu benu feeling the pain of Klal Yisrael, actually aroused Klal Yisrael to feel its own pain and ki Asa asako benu created the crying Moshe Rabbeinu feeling and caring all of a sudden created Klai Yisrael to once again feel their pain. The nation came alive. I have seen, guys, I'll tell you something very, very interesting. A little kid is lost. A little kid is lost in the... Is lost at the at the mall. He's six years old and he's lost in the mall. Scary stuff. He's freaking out. His heart's beating fast. Doesn't know where his mother is. Six years old, freaking, fearing the worst. His mother's gone. He's panicking, he's shaking, he's running around. Doesn't know where his mom is. He doesn't know what to do. He's like, his heart's beating fast, fears the worst. When does the kid cry, my friend? When does he cry? When he sees his his mother. That's weird. I should be happy. It's only safe to get to cry and feel yourself when he sees mom. Often, often, when somebody when somebody is in a difficult situation, the step one of healthiness is they feel worthy of crying, of feeling their pain, of experiencing, of now knowing I deserve better and should have better, they need that comfort to feel that. The Zayar says that Maishu Rabbeinu caring for Klal Yisrael, and somebody went around who didn't accept the situation and saw people who deserve better, who could have better, who are capable, see peacefully Yeshua, of hoping for better times, that aroused in Klal Yisrael a tremendous cry. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and preciously, Klal Yisrael started crying—the cry of somebody who hopes for better times, the cry of somebody who no longer accepts. Shrug. This is just the lifeless shrug of of disassociation. This, this is what this is what the Zayar teaches us. The vayyarvus of loisam produces the cry, the cry, the hope, the aspiration of better times, of different times. I have seen. I'm not here to defend or to appreciate therapists. I'm not. I'm not here to talk about therapy. That's not what I want to talk about now. I have seen many a therapist accused of making things worse. The kid's angrier today. You get kids angry at their parents. If you know anything about life, if, you, if anybody observed, mm-hmm. look, Maishu Rabbeinu, you made things worse. Mm-hmm. Maishu Rabbeinu comes, cares about Christel, and people are crying more. I have seen many a guy in yeshiva, many a guy has told me, hey, I thought I'm doing better than ever. I'm sadder than ever. He's feeling. He he's come to a place that there's a there's a If one is understood, if one is allowed to be present, is allowed to feel their situation by of loisam Kiyasa Maisha it creates the possibility of feeling one's story and crying about it. The crying about it then produces Vatal Shavos Meloy Kim Hashem hears the cry, remembers the bris, and of course the Yeshua and the Geula starts. I wanted to, I wanted to share this with the Chavra. Years ago, when I, when I came to yeshiva 23 years ago, and somebody would share something sad, I wanted to cheer them up. I wanted to take them out of that space of sad. And I was good at that. Hey, let me tell him something. I felt badly for his pain. So I would cheer them up. And I would rob the experience of processing the pain, wow. of working through, of crying, of experiencing. Today I understand this Zayr, That Mesh job is to feel along alone. Be with them in that spot. Don't pull the person out of that spot. Very shallow people go to the mourner's house and try to cheer up the mourners. Very, very shallow people. They go to the mourner's house and they, like shmack, they tell some good jokes, they lift the spirits. Hi, Greg, this is a good job. They walk out, everybody was laughing. A very sophisticated person feels together with the mourners. Whatever the mourners are feeling, you join them. We are feeling. You're not supposed to speak till they speak. That Allah is so amuk, is so deep, because they're kaiveya where they are. How could you speak first? La well, Allah, you're not let us speak first by your base avil. If you speak first, how do you know where they're holding? Only respond. Wherever they are, that's where you should be. If they're laughing, laugh along. Don't be upset. While they're mourning, there's a range of emotions. Maybe they're laughing, happy thoughts, remembering the departed. There's ranges. You're not let us speak first. Where they are, so you should be. And where, where should they be? Wherever their motions take them. But where they are, you should be. Vayarbis of Lysom is no deeper involved than the one who spoke to us, Mysh It's Vayarbis of He feels, Klaus Yisrael feels where we are and experiences with us that empowers Kla Yisrael to cry, that brings out a profound cry out of Kla Yisrael and brings the ge'ula, Maish Rabbeinu brings the ge'ula with this empathy, with this nice say, being we are the person's being. That is our job with all our friends. That is our job with our friends. Respond, be where he is. Wherever he is, there you should be. And when you're there, when you're nice, say, your friend, you are where he is. You bring out their own coil that causes the Yeshua. K'la Yisrael cries, and then Batal and and then we have the whole Yeshua comes. So that's this incredible Zayar that I wanted to share. If you're looking up the zayir, it's in Parshas Veera, not Shmays, but it's about Parshas Shmais. We have much, much much, much more to learn on Parsha Shemais. Only a start. This is this is a parasha of Gullis that we have to study very well. We have more to study on the Zerbezi. Express Be'ez Hashem. We'll see, jury out. We'll see yet. I, I'd like to do a little shishi. Be'ez Hashem. I'd like to. It's still